Welcome to Th- Th- Thunderdome. Let's get ready to rumble. And I'm your host, Jason Techno Studios. And I'm here today with Antonio Alcazar. And we're covering another movie. What's this uh, week's excellent choice? Uh, today we've got Contact 1997. Nice, 1997. Or was, 96, I think. 96. Uh, 96? I think 96. No, it's 97. Is it 97? Yeah, it's 97. Uh, okay, but, yeah, 97. Uh, yeah, I was 17 years old in 1997. It was a good time. Robert uh, Zemeckis. Nice. So what, what other movie? I've never heard of this guy. What other movies Stop. have he done? He did Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, he also did uh, Back to the Future. And oh, Back to the Future, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. He did Cast Away. Okay, all right. I'm familiar yeah. with this guy. I just he did, did Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit. Every one of these movies you're not mentioning, I've seen. He's, he's seen, uh, he did Flight with Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did um, The Polar Express. Uh, I was less impressed with that. Uh, nobody was impressed with that. Yeah, but he, he's done a lot of good okay, stuff. Sure. You know, like uh, things that I actually really like. Excellent. Uh, he did 2007's Beowulf. Oh, I've seen that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this was a uh, joint project along with an astrophysicist named Carl Sagan. Okay. Uh, now I've heard that name before. You, you are you aware of him? Yeah, I've heard Carl Sagan before. Yeah. I don't know much about him, but other than he's a top-notch scientist. That- yeah, Carl Sagan was a big. Um, he was kind of like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of his time. Sure. I'd say less cringy. But that's because I didn't live back then. And why do you, so why do you find Neil cringy? Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is super cringe. He uh, he's got like a really condescending kind yeah. of like real like snooty kind of way of talking. Like he's the only smart person in the room. Not like he's the smartest person in the room, but like he's the only one, and he's talking down to children all the time. And like I get like I I understand having to explain fundamental concepts or at least concepts that are fundamentally yourself. Yeah, but. His shithead fucking yeah. way of doing it is always really cringe. Now He's always you, just like, oh, did you know that the earth actually spins the other way? It's like, dude, get fucked. Dude, now that you pointed that out to me, yeah. I fucking hate Neil deGrasse. <laughs> like, I've never really thought about it that much, but yeah. now that you're right. He is absolute fucking piece of shit all the time. He's always talking like yeah. he's the only person who knows anything. Anything, yeah, yeah for no, sure. No, fuck him. And so uh, Carl Sagan... The every every um, like interview and uh, show that I've seen from him from back when he was big and in, mm. in uh, on TV, he he seems like a really chill dude. Yeah. Uh, but again, I didn't live in that time, so maybe, maybe he was crazy. Maybe he was time. an asshole too. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. Although we didn't have like social media and all that type of exactly, shit like that. Yeah. So he yeah. just seems like a really chill. When did this guy, guy. live? So uh, he died during the post production of this movie. Oh, okay. So he died in 96, if I'm not mistaken, okay. uh, a couple of months before the movie aired. Okay, that's disappointing. Yeah, and he was really big in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, he gotcha. did the show The Cosmos. Oh, I've heard of that, too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah. Now, and funny enough, Neil deGrasse Tyson he really does did it that now. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but back then, uh, he did he did The Cosmos. And his whole thing was like, I mean, he was very involved with SETI, with the search for mm-hmm. extraterrestrial yeah. intelligence. And he was also like a big like peace-like guy, like peace on earth kind of guy. Very, from what I've seen, very cool dude. And he came up with this this movie, and uh, and so awesome. we're going to talk about it. Excellent! I'm yeah, glad yeah. to be here. Okay, so you wanna you wanna set this one off? Are you you ready to go? I'm ready to go, bro. Right. Give us the rundown. So, film opens. Yeah, uh, with a shot of Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From space, and you hear a ton of background noise. You know, like uh, songs from the 
uh, radio, uh, television broadcasts, sounds like sports games. Uh, and then the, the camera starts panning out. And the further and further it goes, you know, you start to see Mars, you pan, yeah. you pan pl- past the moon, then Mars, uh, then the big planets, then the asteroid belt. And then you just keep going further and further. Eventually, you're out of the solar system. You keep going out, and it's like out of the galaxy. You're like in a nebula. And like the transmissions you hear get, keep getting older and older and older. And so like it, now you're hearing like old Twilight Zone television yeah. broadcasts yep. and mm-hmm. all that. And then it keeps getting further, further out. And it's just like the 1941, uh, that mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor bombing, like broadcast. So it just keeps a pushing A day that will live in infamy. Yeah. I remember hearing that. It yeah. keeps pushing out and pushing out, and then it just kind of crackles into nothing. Once it's like really far outside of the galaxy, and okay. then it's just silence. Wait, and then, well, uh, yeah. Okay, two things about this. Yeah. Um, after the Pearl Harbor one, mm-hmm. it clearly goes into a Hitler speech. Yes. Because yeah. and that one comes up. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I noticed that, and I was like, okay, this is this is going to be some controversial shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You thought that, dude? Hitler, man, he had a way with words, bro. Sure. Like, I know he studied, like, he's one of the few speakers who, like, studied speaking, and, like, he had, obviously, help from Goebbels and everything like that. Yeah. But, like, a lot of that was of also, his... they built up his mythology yes. to make it so that a person like that would be listened to. Yes. If a person like that, specifically, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, like, as charismatic, I'm talking yeah, yeah. in the same style of mm-hmm. charisma, uh, existed today, yeah. we would be like, that guy's fucking dumb. Right, fucking because wild. here's, the, like, the, he would still have followers. They'd Maybe, be much yeah. smaller. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't be able to capture an entire nation. No, no. Donald Trump. Yeah, but, but, but what but, I'm saying is he had a different way of being a charismatic agreed. guy. Agreed. Yeah. Like, okay, the thing about Hitler, and you're absolutely right, because I mean, I, I watched a bunch of specials about this, yeah. about how they created, like, the mythology of yeah. Hitler and stuff like that to yeah. the German people, yes. and they only ever saw him, it was this Powerful road that yeah. was preaching and speaking like yeah. this. All the, you know, so he was always at that level for yeah. these people, and it would and build. Like, it would build he, too. He yeah. would he would do it. Like I, I watched, yeah, a whole thing. They had it on Amazon Prime or something like sure, that yeah. about how he treated it just like an opera. Yeah, like he would bring it here and here, and then yeah. eventually crescendo. At to the some top point, and, he was just screaming. Yes, into absolutely. That thing, yeah. But I will point out it, it, now that you. Know, um, a few weeks ago, we yeah. had the um, Republican National, or not Republican National, it was about the CPAP thing C- or whatever. CPAP, C- C- yeah, C- sure. CPAP thing. Yeah. And, you know, they had the Nazi ruin and all that stuff. But, like. You know, how real. So I want to give how them. intentionally you think I is? am always willing to give the benefit of the doubt because I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I originally was like, no chance. Because here's the thing. I know about that Nazi ruin, and yeah. I would tell you that most of the people that we've seen share it on Facebook had no idea that was a Nazi ruin until somebody else yeah, told them it was a I Nazi ruin. Because it was, it's a specific ruin. It's not like the swastika, yeah. clearly. Yeah. It's not like well, the if they were If they would have used the swastika right. on the stage, they would have been like, this is... This isn't nationally televised. <laughs> and there's like different versions of the swastika, one with like circled things. Then there's like the death's head. Then there's the SS ruins. Yeah. Everybody knows that stuff, right? Sure. Okay. Each individual unit that was an SS unit had its own symbology as well. That's where the Totenkopf comes from because the death's head is actually the Totenkopf. That was their symbology. So technically, while like all SS had the death's head on their, on their, um, uh, hat, yeah. right? Not all of them had it as part of their their lapels, okay, right? Okay. That was specific to the Totenkopf, which was the third SS. Like, the first SS, the um, Liebenstadt, uh, Adolf Hitler, they were like the personal bodyguards. They had like their own thing. The second SS was like these, like, 
this certain looking like symbol. So the seventh SS specifically was the one that was that ruin. Okay. okay. Now, so if that ended there, I did get into it with somebody online where I was like, Yes, I'm sure. See, we're like, you know, we're going to go with the 7th SS. Like, we looked through all the SS. We're like, you know what? These guys are some heroic Slovakia. Like, they were sure. like foreigners. For, uh, oh. A lot of foreign, like, not directly in German. Interesting. That, um, so, I mean, that kind of okay, This isn't the, the history of the SS uh, channel. We could do that in another podcast. But um, he, um, the 5th SS, for instance, was the, the Viking division was specifically all foreign SS members. No Germans whatsoever, other than, like, some of the officers. They're, they come from... From like Dan- um, like Danish people sure. or like other pure white people. Don't get me wrong; they weren't like you yeah. know there were no black people that were SS members or something yeah. like that. They were still pure white people, but they were okay to be outside of Germany originally. Gotcha, like yeah. you know, because originally it was just German and Austria. Like those were the only two places SS members came from because they were as pure as you could possibly get it. You know, sure, right okay. in their mind, yeah, right? Of course, yeah, you yeah. know. So, but I mean, there was like the thirty third SS, which was just like criminals and shit like that that they put together under this like crazy fucking like they're they're the most notorious ss unit because they had the most war crimes and shit because they literally took prisoners from jail and put them in like the guy that was the head of this division was in jail at the time when fucking for like killing his wife and like molesting chill all this fucked up ass shit right yeah. so they were just like this is the unit that just fucks people you know when we sure, want yeah. so if it ended there i'd have been like it's just a fucking coincidence calm the fuck down yeah, yeah what i found out that i didn't know was the national workers party of the united states or the fucking nazis of the year they yeah. have all these names now that makes you feel better well, you about, can't you're say a nazis. worker yeah, right exactly sure, yeah. um they that's their symbol So they adopted that symbol instead of the swastika. So now I'm sort of like, yeah. So, but I say all this to say, yeah, I'm sure you didn't watch any of it. No. I watched some of the speeches. Uh Ted Cruz is such a fucking clown. Yeah. Ted Cruz was out there trying to pull a Hitler. And he was like talking and he'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then as the speech got more, oh, he no was way. yelling and really? he was like, and they're crazy. And these liberals, they did it. And they're like, he's yelling and like dropping jokes and all this other stuff. Dude, nobody reacted at all. He dropped the Darth Vader joke at one point. Yeah. Nobody reacted at all. Yeah. He finally gets to the point where he goes, and I'm going to tell you one thing. Because I thought maybe they just drowned out the crowd or something like that. Yeah. And you couldn't hear the crowd that were cheering for him. He goes, I'll tell you one thing. Donald J. Trump ain't going anywhere. And the crowd exploded in like, Ooh, yeah. And I was yeah. just like, holy shit, he's bombed this whole time until he yeah. said Donald J. Trump. But I'm sorry, this is crazy left field, but that's what we do here. So back sure. to it. All right. Uh, and I want to also point out, I thought when this started and it had all these different like sound, I honestly thought I had like downloaded the wrong movie or like i downloaded a fucked up copy because it was like all these transmissions and shit and i was like listening to it on my headphones i'm like yeah. is my computer fucked up or something yeah, and yeah. then as a kind of get, and then I, oh okay i see yeah. what they're doing it also starts completely silent yes yes yeah, like i thought i i had forgotten that mm-hmm. and i thought i had maybe my uh my television on mute sure and then i unmuted it just as it kicks in yeah because it kicks into like all of the broadcasts all at once it, mm-hmm. it what it's essentially what it's trying to show you is that there's a tremendous amount of uh radio broadcast going to that's, the space yeah that's going into space I got you. but that the further you go out the less powerful not not necessarily the less powerful but the less crowded okay. it was cuz we were doing a lot less of that stuff uh there were there were less things broadcasting 
the further and further you went out, or I the, ba- a, the the further back you went. I think it's also a couple things. This is just me. I've mm-hmm. never seen this movie, so I don't know. But um, I think it's also because, like, if you, even if you, I, I'm sure you don't listen to a lot of AM radio, but like AM radio, depending on your station, the lower the number you are, the more powerful the broadcast yes, is. Yeah. So, like six twenty, for instance, you can get that all the way across yeah. the state of Wisconsin and stuff like that. But eleven. Uh, 1250, which is one of the sports stations I listen to. Sure. Like, dude, you get it for like an hour. Like, he, here where I'm at in Racine, it starts to crack a little bit. When I get to Kenosha, it's completely gone. Sure, yeah. So, like, I think that's also part of it is like, as you get further and further, the signals are less powerful. Yeah, yeah. And because as you point out, it's through time. Yes. These are like, we're going deeper in space, so they're getting these sig- these broadcasts yeah. that were more powerful. Further and back exactly. through time. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Okay. okay. And then after a moment, the camera passes through the iris of a little girl and we meet our, our main character for the first time Ellie Haraway who is uh, just reciting into a ham radio CQ CQ and so she's um, she's playing around with a ham radio uh, her dad's there uh, and she makes contact with Pensacola Florida so yeah. like I, I guess really what they're establishing here is she's kind of like science minded um, her dad is science minded she's playing around with radios she's, uh, she's a, like a curious young person then uh oh and uh did you notice that the the she was in Wisconsin? No, I did not notice. Yeah, that. yeah, so like uh it's it's a little town outside of Madison. Okay. Uh, and later on they they bring up I forgot to write write down what specifically the town is, but all of the, on her map, all of the like the where she's like broadcasting to, like where she's been able to communicate yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, they all originate in in, in Wisconsin. Interesting. I no, I didn't notice there. that. That's cool. Good I thought catch. that was cute. Yeah, of course. For so, us specifically. Yeah, obviously. for us specifically because we're in Wisconsin. <laughs> so then we get a, a scene of uh, her getting tucked in for bed, and she asks uh, her dad if there would be a transmitter powerful enough for her to talk to her mother, yeah. who we later ch- uh, find out she, uh, that died in childbirth. Sure. And uh, her father says that he doesn't know, but suggests that Ellie is tenacious enough that she could probably accomplish it. Uh, accomplish that task yeah. one day. I like that. I like that scene a little bit, just yeah. because like it was a non clumsy way to deal with the fact that her mom was dead. Like, yeah. I, I just thought that was nice. Uh, um, rather than like some like a lot of shitty movies would have like some remember this scene and yeah. it would be her screaming or something like that sure. and dying. Just this simple yeah. little thing was yeah, nice. Yeah, so. yeah. It was cute too. It 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 kind of played on like. What she's gone through already. Yes, of course. You know, like, obviously, she's she's already had to live a whole life without a mom. Yep. And then um, later we find out that uh, Ellie's father dies one night uh, while they're stargazing. And we find that out when while we watch Ellie as she's an adult who has become a brilliant astrophysicist mm-hmm. who is obviously well-respected. But there's uh, some idea that maybe she's wasting her talents. Because she earns her doctorate and begins research with the SETI program, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence um, Institute. And she's working in the Arecibo um, satellite, at the Arecibo satellite in Puerto Rico. We watch her get there. We watch her start. Yeah. Um, I did notice two things uh, here, too. Um, One... This reminded me a lot of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's right. Um... So um, that's weird because you usually see all these yeah, movies. You, uh, and, yeah, I'm surprised that I haven't yeah, seen it. That's, that's, that's just one of the weird. ones. One of the one offs, yeah, right? Sure. Exactly. So um, it was. It reminded me a little bit because in this movie, it got the same feeling. Like not only is she fighting people um, who don't believe in what she's doing, 
she's also fighting against the patriarchy of yeah. like the all man. She's the only woman in this situation, just yeah. like Silence of the Lamb. She's sure. the only um, woman um, FBI agent in that. And yeah, she's right. dominant. And it takes place in the 90s. Same thing where it's, yeah. you know, so it's, which was a thing, a, a big thing in the 90s because in the 90s still women were fighting against a lot of this stuff. Also, when her dad dies, yeah. um, she really blames herself. Yeah. Because she couldn't get him the pills in time. Even though it were, yeah. clearly that, I don't think that would have helped. But yeah, I, I think it's less of a blaming herself and more of a having a concrete reason so like the priest comes up to her and he's just like hey you know we never know how god's like plan is gonna end up and she's just like we should have had pills in the downstairs basement yeah i think it was less of like it was my fault and more of like um this could have been prevented yeah with 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 more serious consideration this could have been prevented and also you're right now that i think of it too because it's like the priest is the one that comes to her there and this kind of interlaces some of the issues with religion or not even religion but god and stuff like that later on in the movie so Yeah. yeah cool uh, okay, so at the Arecibo facility, Ellie meets a spiritual author and journalist played by Matthew McConaughey. Man. Uh, named Palmer Joss. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of, uh... Matthew McConaughey, yeah, Matthew man. McConaughey. I, um, I, I want to point out, I didn't know anyone who was going to be in this movie other yeah. than Jodie Foster. She was I the mean, only you never do research going into the movie. Right, movies. yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. So, um, so when I saw Matthew McConaughey, I was just like... Fuck, man, is that dude young in this movie? And yeah. this was like, I love Matthew McConaughey now. Sure. At this point, I did not like Matthew McConaughey because okay. yeah. he played these kind of characters that were like, whoa, dude, I'm a surfer. Sort of like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, just like way too cool for school. Yes, kind exactly. Of guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah for sure. Although, like, man, the clothing that he's wearing and she's wearing in yeah. the fellow scientist, yeah. it made me so nostalgic for the 90s, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. Because obviously, I was like a teenager. In the 90s. Sure. And like in the 17s. You remembered this. Yeah, yeah, I remembered sure. wearing clothes similar to this. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, so one day while looking through a, cake, a Cracker Jack box, they're having a little breakfast because he kind of walks up to her as she's um, as she's working on something. Obviously, she's a part of the uh, program. They start talking. Uh, he starts eating a Cracker Jack box with her, and he finds a little toy compass, and mm-hmm. he gives it to her so that she won't lose her way. He right. Says. Yeah. Uh, and that it might save her life one day, she says. Uh, Palmer wants to get closer to Ellie. Uh, in terms of a relationship, but you can tell that Ellie is a little preoccupied with her research. She's about and, her job. Yeah, for sure. She's kind of like doing her thing. Yeah. And they have a little moment, too, because yeah. uh, they do hook up. They fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But uh, after that, he starts to pry a little bit into her yeah. past. You know, he ta- mentions her dad because he's the picture. And she right away, like, is like, you know what? I got to go back to work. Yeah. You get the sense that, like, there is a trauma, and she is escaping that trauma through work, not through relationships. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, like... The fact that relationships has been have been difficult, yeah. But work has always kind of just made sense, yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and so Ellie then uh, goes to work mm-hmm. and finds out that the supervisor for I don't I didn't really understand specifically his role at this point. Yeah, he's like the national science advisor or something like that. Yeah, later on, yeah. But later on, mm-hmm. but at this point he's just like a supervisor, a director from, of this yeah, some yeah, kind of fucking program. director. Yeah. Um but it doesn't I don't think he, he's director for the SETI project. No. He's just like her director in some capacity and he shows up and pulls a plug on yeah. her being there. Yeah. And so she on the whole team. Yeah, and the whole team. Yeah, yeah. so he uh, so she go, uh, drives down, confronts him, super pissed off, and then he flies off the handle, and he like he loses his temper with her. Yeah, uh, and in the only time that he ever does in the movie, mm-hmm. but he essentially says, "You're wasting your fucking talent doing yeah. this." You know, like like there's no. You're very smart. She, he points out you're a yeah. very smart scientist, yeah. and this is a waste of what you're. you're yeah, like. he's like, listen, there are two, there are two. Um, 
ways about this. There are two things that could be happening here. Either one, uh, there is intelligent life, but it's too far away that no no one's ever going to be able to contact them. Or two, there yeah. is no intelligent life. Right. And you are absolutely wasting your time. And then she's just like, fuck you, you know, like, you know, this is my fucking life. Like, yeah. like who are you to fucking tell me, you know? Yeah. Um, he even he even specifically says, yeah, that you're wasting your life. And, and you know, um, she that's what she said. It's my way, yeah. my life to waste or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So. This guy, did you, did you did you ever see, like, Halloween 3? You, you see a lot of these movies, but I, I didn't. Is Halloween 3 one of the ones you've seen? Uh, weirdly, it might have been one of the ones that I didn't. Interesting. Yeah, All right. Because yeah. so I've seen all of those. This movies, guy yeah. reminded me of Tom Atkins so much. Do you know who Tom Atkins is? Yeah, I know Tom Atkins. Of course yeah. you know Tom Atkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, right. So, he kind of reminded me of that. Of oh, yeah. Him, so, yeah. Just, Just like an his, older kind of... Yeah, know, his look and everything like that was very shit kind of guy, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, okay, so then Ellie is like, okay, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get shut down. Uh, she goes to her team. She convinces them to just try to self-fund this shit. Uh, she wants to continue the research. Uh, and she's like, we can put together a team. We can put together a funding plan yeah. and and get some private funding. So she spends 18 months yeah. trying to get private funding for, uh, for her SETI research. And eventually... She finds a benefactor in the form of a guy named S.R. Haddon, played by John Hurt. Doesn't she go before a board? First? Yeah, so and she shows, shows up before a board of directors, and she gives a presentation. The board of directors is just, like, very tepid on it. Almost, yeah. almost like, dismissive of it. Yeah, very like. much so. And then, so she gets kind of pissed. It, it, this is, like, after 18 months of... Trying to get funding. Dealing with this exact bullshit. Yeah, this same board. And she says it. Boardroom after boardroom of people just kind of, you know... Uh, waving her off, and they have a program where they fund research, right. and they're just like, uh, research money shouldn't really be going to yeah. shit like this. And so she flies off the handle. She's just like, listen, every fucking thing that science does is at some point fantasy. Right. All of it is. Yeah. And so for you to say, oh, this is, but this isn't, is is bullshit. It's arbitrary. Yeah. And she like really gives this like emboldened and passionate speech. And then when the guy, like the the main guy, is just kind of like okay, you know, like like rolling his eyes, he gets a phone call, picks it up, and then he's just like, oh, oh yes, yeah, sir, sir, yeah, yeah, oh, you've got your money, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then uh, Ellie kind of realizes that there's a camera in the room, and she looks up to the camera and she's like, thank you. She doesn't know who it was, probably hadn't, but who knows, you yeah, know, some, some unseen entity, yeah. and she's like, thank you. So. She's got her funding. Mm -hmm. And we cut to four years later. Yep. So for four years, she's been at the uh, VLA, the Very Large Array in New Mexico, which is uh, just a a huge array of giant satellites uh, that she gets some time, you know, like a day or a week or whatever for her research. Obviously, it's not just hers for four years, but, like, she gets shared uh, use of the Very Large Array. uh, And it's all being funded now by... uh, H.R. Haddon, which, or S.R. Haddon, which comes up later. So, um, after four years, nothing has been found, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, she, like, it really is uh, a labor of love, mm-hmm. you, you kind of tell, because uh, everybody's just kind of, like, hanging around, chilling, you know, the four scientists that are a part of this. Um, they're just kind of doing their thing. It's It seems like a very day-to-day kind of, you know, like, well, we'll analyze what, what shows up, but really it's just this is what we're doing. And she shows up, and she finds out that, again... Tom Drumlin, yeah, <laughs> Tom Atkins. Uh, Drumlin is uh, pulling the plug, not necessarily because he's in charge, but because by this point he is natural science advisor and he uh, is directing the uh, very large array to uh, stop 
the the use of of this for civilian activities just so that you know like it can be used for more you know money or beneficial reasons economic reasons uh typical government bullshit yeah and it seems like he is a very kind of by the books if it doesn't make money it doesn't make sense kind of guy you know like he uh he believes in science he definitely seems like a scientist but only insofar if is it's going to um progress the economy or progress the country in some way yeah and and whatever fringe level or um exploratory sciences that exist are kind of why are you doing that to him you know uh he doesn't seem like a bad guy just kind of like uh no nonsense kind of yeah typical government sort of guy right not a not a shit heel or anything like that just a dude who's like about the dollars it doesn't make dollars it doesn't make sense and also, whatever he says goes. Yes. You know, like, just don't oppose him. Yeah. And it didn't even look like... Like, I know that this story was trying to kind of tell a story from the point of a, uh, an oppressive patriarchy. Yes. But it also kind of seemed like he was like this with everyone that was beneath him. Yes. You know, because he definitely had respect for anyone above him. Right, right. in the White House scenes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so she gets pissed and she's just like, I'm not going to quit. I don't care if I have to do this like out of my fucking garage. You know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not stopping this. I don't care what he says. So he, she goes out for another night of, you know, continuing. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not discouraged. And so she's um, laying there on the hood of her car, just listening in the silence at night. And she starts to hear this signal. Mm-hmm. Super powerful signal out of yeah. nowhere. The... You know, like, this scene is one of my favorite scenes, obviously. Because, like, you really do feel like, (laughs) you know, I was watching this. I was watching this with my daughter. It was really cool to be able to talk to somebody about this movie while I was watching it. When she's driving back and they're analyzing it and they're realizing that, like, this is something. This is something real. Yeah. They're they're cross-checking, cross-checking, cross-checking. They're making sure that it's not... The the array malfunctioning. They're making sure that it's not interference from an uh, an airport. That it's actually that they're making sure that it's not a known like pulsar or quasar yeah, or something that yeah. that just makes um, cosmic noise. When they realize this is actually happening, and then even more when it stops and then it restarts, but it's prime numbers. Once they've established that it's for sure coming from you know like the, the Vega yeah, system, yeah, yeah, and then it restarts and it's like prime numbers. Dude, I felt sick because, like, I feel like I haven't watched this movie in, in a couple of years, but I feel like I'm better now at suspending my disbelief than I was when I was younger. Uh, I can more realistically put myself in a situation now, like it's actually happening. Yeah, and when I You've was had watching a lot of practice that, with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and when I was watching that. I felt sick thinking, how crazy would it be if you were just like. Yes, this is for sure aliens fucking reaching out, dude. I think about that sometimes, like, when I go to, like, check on my kids or something like that. Like, uh-huh. what, like, if you, like, looked over there and there was just something there, right? Like, how <laughs> would you react? Like, sure. you, you, like you're like... Yeah. Uh, Otherworldly, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I totally get what you mean. And so, in this moment, they realize, okay... There's this something else. Seems there. like this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. And we gotta contact everybody. So she oh, contacts yeah. everybody. The whole fucking world she contacts. Mm-hmm. Uh it's other scientist communities so that they can verify whether or not this is real. Uh they contact obviously the White House, they contact the uh National Science Foundation, they they contact everybody. And so yeah. the next day she shows up to work and everybody's there. Yes. Government, helicopters, yep. everybody. Military's there. Yep. And importantly, I want to point out 
James fucking Woods is there. And so Michael Kitts, the national security advisor, played by James Woods, uh, shows up along with Drumlin and, you know, the military and everybody else. There's a ton of, like, news reporters outside. Yeah. And uh, they start kind of blaming her. James Woods starts kind of, like, accusing her of compromising national security. Yeah. And she's just like, listen, this is a math message. This isn't some fucking not only that this is a private entity yeah like, you have nothing to do here yeah. she even's like get the guys with the guns out of here yeah for sure know, like and i think fairly you yeah. know like she shows a ton of backbone in yeah. this scene not always she doesn't always show the backbone sure. that i kind of wish this character would show but i think that this is an excellent portrayal of a strong female character that's not a mary sue yeah because there are moments where she's got some backbone yes and there are moments where she gets talked over yeah and like she's a ripley She's a Ripley, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a a really well written, yeah, um, strong female protagonist. I thought. I want to say a couple things here. A yeah. fuck James Woods. I fucking hate that piece <laughs> of shit. Like because of all his characters, or because of because of his his outside of Hollywood. Oh, really? Persona. He's yeah. a piece of shit. Is dude. he really? Yes. I don't know anything. He's about James fucking Woods. like he's a total like Trumpophile. First of all, okay, oh no right? way, yeah, and he's like. All into, and you know, because I'm a pretty hard liberal guy and whatnot, yeah. so, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I cannot stand people like this. Like, sure. just, he, he is a fucking asshole, and he's, like, very anti-immigrant, very, very much one of these white, like, older, yeah. pieces of shit type of person. Wow, people that yeah. cannot put himself in the other people's shoes at all. Sure. At the time, I didn't hate him, but, like, now watching I was like, man, I wish this was Jeffrey Rush or something like that, right? Because <laughs> like the other fucking the same guy. person, yeah. basically, except for Jeffrey Rush isn't a piece of shit outside of sure. his, his parts and whatnot. That's, that's so funny, yeah. Uh, that's Captain Barbosa, in case you don't know. Um, yeah, just, Jeffrey yeah Rush. I know Jeffrey Rush. You know what, though? I got to say, this part, like, the military coming in and, like, the government coming in and her being like, dude, this is a private... It just, rem- like, th- made me think about, like how realistic this would be because like if me and you right now went to our backyard and we like created a rocket ship for instance right like we're going to fucking space yeah we have the freedom to go to space you can't stop us from going to space the government would come here and stop us from going to space (laughs) like you're not allowed to do this like what the fuck like this is a private fucking organization i can fucking build whatever i want to to fly you don't own this you're not allowed you're not allowed to yeah and when it's aliens literally reaching out they're just like hey don't fucking tell anybody yeah. this and yeah. she's just like this has and nothing to do with you i also want to put he he for all of his like i'm the government bad guy this and that blah blah blah. he does not he doesn't really go like hey you fucked up he's kind of like you could have at least said something to us yes. like he even specifically says yeah. that you could at least said hey not only do they not jail her yeah they still mostly treat her like she's in charge of the discovery. Right. And so, yeah, he's not like some shit heel. Right. Like, he's not like a mustache-twirling bad yeah, guy. Yeah. He is... He's not like his real-life self. Yeah. <laughs> he is the state. Yes. And and he's like the national security advisor. Yeah, yeah. So, like, okay. Yeah. This is a believable reaction, I think. Yeah. If if only, if only maybe even a little too tepid. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you'd expect it to even go a little harder, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, so Kitts, uh, that's uh, that's James Wood, mm-hmm. uh, and his assistant Rachel Constantine, played by Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. inform the president when a video is found interlaced in the signal yes. of Hitler's commencement speech for the Olympics in 1938. Uh, no, 1934. 1936. Or 36, 36 yeah. Olympics. Yeah, the 36 Olympics. Which it turns out is the first television signal strong enough to leave the atmosphere. Yes. I- so they see this message... 
the scientists in the room think, oh, this is probably what they're sending back to us just because this was the first thing that we as a species sent out yeah. in space. And the government in the room is going, yeah, but also that's a little threatening because maybe they're saying that they agree with Hitler's policies type of thing. Yeah, James Woods, uh, uh, the piece of shit, he's like... It's funny that he would have a problem with anything Hitler did because in real life he would have no problem with anything Hitler did. But like he's like um, she uh, Tom Atkins first points out, hey, this is the first thing that left our atmosphere. Right. Yeah. Because like she's kind of getting like I actually kind of liked Tom Atkins part in this situation because like she's kind of getting railroads by railroaded by james woods and he stands up and he's like actually the reason why this is this is the first thing that they could have possibly got the oldest thing and you have to kind of think about how space travels time and all that stuff so this would have been a blip and like something more recent that was stronger would be later on in this blip of of time space yeah and so like he's like you know uh, but he rightfully does say, like, hey, man, maybe they're like, hey, we like Hitler or some shit. Sure. I, I get both sides of this. I, I do like that, yeah, because Drumlin in this scene kind of shows himself to be the top dog scientist, yeah. but still a scientist. Yeah, like, yep. like the, he didn't ignore the, the the more probable reality. Right, right. Uh, just to, like, feed into the hysteria. He was just yeah. like, no, this is this is probably benign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a short time later. We get, a, we, we get a speech from the president, right? Uh, so, yeah, so... Within a day, the uh, relig- we, we start to see a lot of people. Everything, right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people find out about yeah. this. So, like, the religious right on TV is, yeah. is blowing up, played by Rob Lowe. Uh, did you see that? Rob Lowe? Yeah, for sure. Rob Lowe was the, the um, he plays the fundamentalist uh, religious no, mouthpiece. No, Rob Lowe. For, that's Rob Lowe. It's uh, um, Gary, uh, fuck, what is No, it? no, no. Jake Busey? Yeah, Jake Busey. No, Jake Busey is a guy named Joseph who's oh, like the yeah, super right, like right. like yeah, uh, he's over the top. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the one that's he's the in the camp, camp kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, he's yeah. the the like the terrorist yeah. guy. Whereas uh, Rob Lowe, he's the guy on the news having yeah, conversations, right. yeah. and he's in the presidential yeah. uh, like um, cabinet or yeah. something like that. He's like a spiritual advisor or something like that. Uh, he's the religious rights like spiritual mouthpiece or yeah. religious r- mouthpiece. I kind of liked uh, Bill Clinton being in this. Yeah. I love when movies do this where they like don't try to like make their own president. Like sure. so many movies uh, cast that one fucking old guy to be the president all the time. What is that guy's fucking name? He's got kind of a face like this, and like uh, he said, old white duty. He was like in like all the the sum of all fears and all those other movies you saw with. Uh, um, you know the Jake the the Jack Ryan movies yeah, that you like. Of liked. course, I love right. those movies. Yes, so like, well, I, I've only seen one of them, so I'll have to watch the other ones, sure. and then maybe we can do a podcast with that stuff. Yeah. But um, he was president in there, and, and they usually like have a fill in president for all this sure, shit yeah. to like interlace things that Clinton actually did was sure. really like clever. I thought. Yeah. Okay. So um. And this is clearly like laced into that thing that we watched. Remember, we watched that HBO uh, special about those fucking what were they called? Oh yeah, the um, the uh, the suicide group. Yeah, um, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate, right? Yeah. So clearly, they like. I think they probably used some of the stuff that they happened did. with that comment. They actually, like, they actually uh, mentioned it oh. during these things. They talk about how uh, they're wondering what the implications are because of the recent suicides at sure. Heaven's Gate because this had just happened. Uh, okay, so a short time later, it's found that within... No, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, I feel like some of the news broadcasts that they used in this scene and Clinton and all that stuff were probably clips from... Oh, we'll actually, we'll actually oh. get to what those were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got some behind the scenes I got, for I got us? some behind the scenes for oh, us, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah right. later on. So a short time later, it's found that interlaced within the TV signal, 
There are a number of pages of digital data, 60,000 in total. So they find a ton of like what looks like notes. Yes. And they all have like a primer for the um for whoever receives it to be able to kind of just like make sense of it. Yeah, yeah. But for months they're working on this and they can't figure out where the fourth kind of like primer thing is. Mm-hmm. Like they can always get 3, but there's always like a part missing. So they can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And then um Ellie gets home after months of deciphering or trying to decipher and she's got like a weird like message on her computer. Mhm. And she gets a, she like responds to it and she gets a fax and the fax is like, meet me here in 24 hours. And then she shows up and like a helicopter picks her up and then the helicopter takes her to a plane. <laughs> and then when she gets to the plane, there's like a security guard just like, you're lucky he never lands for anyone. And I'm just like, okay, whoever's on this fucking ship is eccentric as fuck. Yes. And then she gets on and it turns out it's S.R. Haddon. Yes. The guy who had funded it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So... I couldn't find that this guy was actually based on anybody. Okay. Like, he was, like, an entirely fictional character. Oh, sure. They made him up for this. Yeah, yeah. But he's, like, some eccentric billionaire, I guess. Sure. Who, Mostar. Like, what? Mostar. Yeah, he's kind of like a... Like, a, um, I, the way that I see him is that he's kind of like a mix between Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Oh, I, I was definitely feeling old man Musk. Like, yeah. that's definitely how I <laughs> old felt. Old man Musk. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and then, so he kind of reveals, reveals himself to Ellie and he kind of starts explaining how he's had his eye on her for a long time, ever since, you know, like they, uh, crossed paths when he started funding her event and that he really researched into it because he always researches his investments, he says, and he like lays down the entirety of her life. This is where we find out that, uh, her mom died in childbirth. This is when we find out that she's from Wisconsin. Uh, like he really just kind of details her past. Um, how she graduated, you know, like she had graduated with honors, Ahead obviously. Of time, yeah. yeah, she's uh, like a very brilliant, brilliant person uh, who ended up trying to, you know, search, you know, search for extraterrestrial life or whatever. And so he tells her that she's almost out of the game. Yeah, and she gets a little angry with that. But then he's just like, "Well, maybe you're not out yet, but you're certainly being handed your hat." Yeah. And she's just like silent. She's just like, "Yeah, I guess that is kind of what it feels like." But then he's like, "I'm gonna deal you back in." And he gives her the primer for the notes. Yeah. So now it, it turns out that it's, like, not flat. You know, like, they, they just keep trying to hook them up flat, flat, flat every time. But it turns out, like, the idea is you hook it into 3D. Yeah. And that kind of just gives you the real raw data. Uh, so they figure out, the, the like, the, um, the primer. They figure out how to decode. It's, like, a basic, a real fundamental sure. mathematical kind yep. of algorithm thing. Uh, and then he tells her that this is just kind of like a gift back to humanity, all this help that he's doing. Yeah. Because, so actually this is one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, cause it kind of just like, it kind of speaks to what I would hope. I think it, it kind of illustrates a thing that I like. It's a good perspective. He says, um, he's dying. Haddon tells her that he's dying. He's got cancer. And that one of the last thing he wants to do is give back to the earth, which he's exploited. Uh, which I was like, yeah, because that's what's happening with all the billionaires. Yes. They, they're they seriously exploiting the yeah. labor and resources of the earth for their own whatever. And so um, I don't like this character, but I like the idea that he's just like, I'll fund whatever. I like it because, like, it's, it's a mytho- mythological version of a billionaire. Yeah. 
because this doesn't really happen in real life with no. billionaires, other than like very rarely. Yeah, like <clears throat> you could make the arguments that this is like this character is supposed to be like a Bill Gates character. Sure, because Bill Gates now the only reason he's not the richest man on earth anymore is because he gave away so much of his money sure. to different organizations and things of that nature. Okay, so no, I, I, we're not going to get into the uh, fundamentals. You know, I'm the I'm the main eat the rich guy here, whereas yes. you're usually the one that's more yeah, kind I'm of pretty, under, right. I'm a pretty centrist dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like I I totally like want to eat all the rich and like bill gates is the one that while he's still shit bird like i think he's a shit bird and we should like burn him at the stake like he has done a lot with money to give to other people but he's exploited people to get that money in the first place so it's a weird like situation i think for the most part though billionaires are still trying to get like tax laws passed yeah yeah. so that they pay less money even when they're like 80 fucking years old yeah. like they're like about to die and they're like how can i still keep more of my money though yeah. in the last and, fucking moments and that's of my some life fucked up evil shit i i totally like i champion that and yeah. i i want to like go to the streets to like start a fucking yeah. revolution but yes. like um you are a very leftist person i know yeah, exactly sure. and whereas like, to me that doesn't make a lot of sense because right. i i kind of see it from both sides i i get where you come from with that and uh, i mean that's why you supported biden in this last uh exactly. thing while i was yeah, all about sure. that burn boy yeah you burn had that, burn yeah. burn yeah. so um it's totally reasonable but like there are like clearly a lot of millionaires i don't think a lot of billionaires sure. but a lot of millionaires that like give away a lot of money and it's sure. kind of funny to me because like i've in my walk of life of of what i've done throughout most of my life i've dealt with like very rich people never like a billionaire i don't think i've ever like come across a billionaire because i don't think there's any there's like four in wisconsin but like there are billionaires in wisconsin yeah there are definitely a few in wisconsin so um but i have come across like multi-millionaire people yeah and like rich people and then like upper middle class middle class and like it's very weird like how different levels act very differently like upper middle class i feel like are the worst pieces of shit i usually deal with then like the people slightly above that are much easier to deal with and and how people give away their money in different positions because you're right most like multi-billionaires need to be eaten because they're fucking dragons that are hoarding their shit um but then like there's another class that's why so many like hospitals are named after people and stuff like that cuz they donated all this money to these hospitals and shit and i realize part of it's because of tax breaks and stuff like that but i also think that there is you I mean even with that knowing that it's a tax break it's still money you gave to a uh, a sure. hospital that's still you know, a net positive exactly yeah, that's that's sure. all i would say about that so she goes back and she explains that the pages were indeed created in three dimensions uh, by an intelligence that would work in a manner f- with for that you know with that in mind for yeah. efficiency, and so she figures out the primer. She goes back, she's explaining the primer to people. Um, within the pages, there appear to be some kind of blueprints. Uh, she sits down in like the you know uh, in the White House talking to all the you know chiefs of staff or whatever, yeah. and she's explaining what is how- that lady? What is the black lady's name? Um, Love that lady. She was in Black Panther too. You know, uh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Uh, and Man, like, she was a hot woman back in the day, and dude. she was really championing yeah. uh, the uh, Ellie's character. Yeah, you know, yeah. like she was just yep. making sure that she was never too pushed away. You right. Know? Like uh, also, you know, like be about it or be about it. Yeah. But but you're kind of being about it. So we she was definitely she was definitely bright enough to realize that Tom Atkins, while he's in charge of this shit, yeah. she's the brains behind yeah, this for shit. Sure. And so. Um, they start to speculate what it could be. Ellie speculates that it could be a transport. 
Um, James Woods' character is like, well, it could also be a weapon or some kind of Trojan horse. So we got to deal. Doesn't he say like a uh, a something that a teleportation device or something like that that we open and then they come? Yeah, a Trojan horse. He's like, yeah, Yeah, we build it and then they just walk right back in. And so uh, after a little while, you know, they go to a party. You know what? What government, man? This is why socialism is the shit, and these fucking idiots are so clownish. Yeah. Typical, like, American idiotic sort of thing. Like, why would this society that's clearly so far advanced beyond our fucking, like, thing, like, need us, first of all, to build something for them when they're the ones sending us the fucking shit in the first place? Well, but, like... Okay, go on. Like, that would be like me, like, hey, uh, you know, you ants... Like, we have, like, intergalactic travel and all this other shit. You ants over there... Um, open me a portal so I can come wipe you out. Like, yeah, but like, okay, so I'll give you an easier analogy, right? What if I just had better binoculars than you did? Yes. But we were pretty much on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Like I had a teleportation device or whatever, but I can't teleport to a place that I haven't been to yet because I have to build the other side there. Gotcha. So I have good binoculars and I go, I see you in a tree and I'm just like, Hey man, I need you to catch this rope for me. Yeah. And you're just like, sure, I guess. And you catch the rope, and then I climb up there and beat your ass. So like, and throw me out of that fucking spot. Now you have my Now I have your tree. Yeah, for sure. So I think the idea is, like, I don't think it's far-reaching to think. uh, Maybe they're taking advantage of the fact that we're curious. We're a curious species, and we've just been reached out to by some otherworldly entity. And maybe, you know, out of their naivete, maybe out of their innocence, they build this other fucking thing. And then we're just like, hell yeah, two planets now, you know? Or... However it is that they do it. Reasonable. So uh, so they're tepid around it. Uh, so then they go. They're, they're invited to some kind of fucking gala. And um, and Matthew McConaughey shows up again. And he kind of confronts uh, Drumlin because he's been trying to confront him for years. And at this point, he's written a book, right? He's, yeah, yeah, he's written a book. And so they're, uh, they're kind of talking around. And then news comes in that the deciphering team has... Uh, has been able to determine that the plans are indeed for a transport that contains the image of a human-like figure sitting in an orb, and, like, clearly it's a transport. Uh, so they estimate that the construction is going to be about $500 billion, half a fucking trillion dollars. And uh, a lot of the countries of the world are like, okay, we can... Do it all together. Yeah. Uh, some countries want a seat at the table as far as the construction. Other countries want specifically a seat at the table as far as the engine goes. That's the Japanese. Uh, some countries are just like, no, we just want to be able to have like a maybe our representative sit in the, yeah. in, the in the chair. Doesn't the aren't the Japanese like we just we don't we want no we 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 don't need anyone. Like, because they kind of like make a pool of people, right? Yes, and each yeah, country yeah. that's going to help is going to have a person that they yeah. put in the pool yeah. that has a chance to be the person that goes. Yes. And Japan's like, we don't even need a person yeah. at that pool. We just because we don't even want a person at the like the table where they're deciding. Deciding, the pool. right? <laughs> We're just cool doing the subcontracting yes. because they point that out specifically. Yeah, they they just want to build the fucking thing or right. be able to sit at the table yes, when they're building yep. the thing, the essential parts of it. And so a special panel is convened to select the appropriate candidate for the trip. Palmer yes, is, is, select, on that panel. is selected for the for the panel. Drumlin resigns from his seat. Yep. In order to be uh capable of being able to yeah, be chosen. To be a to be a, a um yeah. a candidate. Ellie uh becomes a candidate, obviously. 
Yeah. Uh, she becomes one of the front runners. Uh, there's one guy ahead of her, which is an astronaut, who mm-hmm. eventually we see uh, removes himself because his family asks him to. Um, and that's a really important scene because there is a lot of risk involved here. That's yeah, what they're playing. Not come back. Yeah. I think even Matthew McConaughey says, even if things go perfectly, yeah. you're going to go over there. You're going to come back. It's going to take four years for you to come back. For us, it's going to be 50. Yeah. Every person you know that you and, care about and is Ellie dead. right away is just like, if I yeah, come back. If you come back. Because it could be a one-way trip. Right. Is, is her mentality. And so... Um, so let me ask you... Uh, yeah. Would you do it? Oh, hell yes. So I was watching this movie with my daughter. Even with your daughter. Well, I was watching this movie with my daughter. And some time ago, I want to say like a month ago, we had seen a movie called A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. Is it another Disney movie? Where it the I mean, but this is a, mo- a Disney movie for little kids. Yeah, yeah. And the main character, so not Marvel, uh, st- two years younger. Okay, than that. so uh, the main character is a little girl whose dad disappears. Yeah, and she goes to look for him. And it yeah, yeah, out, I know like, the Wrinkle of Time. Oh, okay, story. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know. You know, mm-hmm. a lot it's of a times, story. Yeah, 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 a lot of times know. you haven't seen a lot of movies. So that I know, is, but yeah, because like I because uh, I've watched a lot of Disney movies okay, though. You know, because sure. I'm a big Disney fan. Okay, so yeah, yeah. those are mostly what I. What, Disney because you just, how, you just like childish stuff. How really great they did! You know, well, you know, um, why do you call it childish? Why do you call it childish? Just because, move on. Just, just because I, how much I love Marvel. I mean, it's the universe building that I love so much about Marvel. And you have to understand. I know that like you like the DC stuff and everything like that. You know, and I know, I know, I know you've had fun with the mutants and whatnot, but. For me, I just love the world building of sure. Endgame and all these other films. Okay, I guess I can. I guess I can respect it. Let's move on. Um, so I was watching A Wrinkle in Time, and that movie is about uh, a dad who like volunteer voluntarily disappears, oh, yeah. like yeah. he just like goes off into space yeah. or whatever. And and I brought this up again when we were when I was watching this with my daughter because I was just like Lima, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I ever get the opportunity to go off into alien worlds, I'm leaving. And she's just like, really, you would? And I'm like, of course I would. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, maybe I'll come back, maybe I don't. But I'm not turning down uh, Alien Worlds. Like, that's, uh, like, not not a manned mission to Mars. Fuck that. Right. I will stay here. But if aliens go, hey, you want to see other alien societies out yeah, across like the fucking galaxy? Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I, I absolutely 100% do. I will go, and I won't even think twice about it. Dude, you don't know what you're going to find out there. You don't know if you're not going to become immortal. You don't know if you're not going to be able to come back. You have no fucking idea yeah. what's going to happen, yeah. but I'm I'm down for it. I think that's interesting because I think that's like the spirit of, you know, because I've always thought that like in with, you know, before we have space travel, we're going to have full-on VR. That's going to yeah, be like, yeah. I'm going to be like... I don't think so. I think right. I think uh, interstellar travel before VR. But I want to see where I go with you. Sure. You are like the people that like in like the... You are like the Lewis and Clark. Uh-huh. You're like, I'm going to explore. Like, yeah. I, uh, there's something there. I don't know what's there. I'm going to go explore. Sure, yeah. I'm the person staying in jo- Jamestown, like, yeah. or Jonestown, or the fuck, you yeah. know. I don't know that much about American Jones- history. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's I think more Jonestown was the uh, the one where everybody killed themselves with the Kool-Aid. Yes, the Kool-Aid, yeah. man. Yep, okay. Jamestown was... Jamestown, yeah. yes. So I'm staying in Jamestown. You can go deal with the Wild, sure. wild West and yeah. all that stuff. And- but it's not the Wild. See, that's why I wouldn't go to a manned mission to Mars. I don't want that kind of exploration. Okay. But if you tell me there's some crazy sci-fi alien shit and we can take you to it yes you're not gonna explore you're just going to go see things that are already there you know like Mm -hmm. it's like they're taking you to fucking wonderland you know like i I, I see those two things as the same thing i see no because I, i wouldn't there's an inherent risk of death 
in in exploration where there's nothing there. But if some aliens are just like, oh, you'll be fine. We're just going to take you. How does that not have the same kind of fucking risk? You don't know if this alien... Well, it could be fucking... Oh, these I aliens. trust the aliens. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll Listen, go with that. Aliens come down. I trust them implicitly. Wow. Yeah. You. Uh, if they come to my house and they're right. just like, hey, Antonio, um, we're going to take you across the galaxy. You down? I wouldn't even question it. There would never be a second thought. It yeah. wouldn't have even. You're been... getting. You're gonna get butt fucked by Xenos, man. Dude, you know what, man? If they came to me specifically, I wonder why. I'd be down for the experience. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of funny now that I think of it because, like, Matthew McConaughey was also in Interstellar. And that kind of dealt with, like, his daughter and all that stuff. And I remember also thinking about... Because, like, I like this thinking exercise of, like... Because in Alien, you know, one of your... The movies that you uh, um, enjoyed quite a bit, Aliens yeah. 2? Like, yeah. I just... It's just... Like, I saw parts of it. I okay, haven't seen the whole sure. thing yet. But, okay. like, um, I remember one of the scenes I saw is when, like, it shows Ripley and her daughter. She had a daughter, funny enough, in Wisconsin as well. And because she'd been in cryosleep from the time the end of Alien 1 to Alien 2, her daughter has grown old and died in that period of time. Because it was, for her, it was just a blink of an eye. But for the Earth, it was like 103 years or some crazy shit like that. And so, like, I love that, like, thought experiment of, like, and that's almost how you get, like, I mean, there's no reverse time travel, but you could have futuristic time travel because of that. Because, like, yeah, 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 right. Because, like, it's not time travel; it's 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 time dilation. Yes, thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah because you're like, I'm gone for two years. I come back; it's forty years later or whatever. Yeah. They did that in Thor Ragnarok too, because as they're going oh, up the Bifrost, yeah, for sure. Loki gets punched out, and then so, yeah. yeah, no, it's like, just like, where were you? And he's like, dude, I've been here for two weeks, two months. Oh, two months. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. So, yeah. They have a meeting of, like, the two different people, right? Yeah. So Palmer cripples Ellie's chances. They meet the day before. She's supposed to go up uh, and, like, uh, give her testimony or whatever, plead her case. And uh, they have a little conversation. That's the one we were talking about where it's just like, dude, you're going to be gone. And mm-hmm. when you come back, you're going to be, like, 50 years older. I'm going to be 50 years old, and you're going to be, uh, you know, not any amount older. Just like, if I come back. And you can tell that she, he, you know. Cares about her. He cares about her, you know. He's kind of in love with her. And maybe grappling, justifying, not wanting her to go with some bigger kind of reason. Yeah. The next day, she's at the uh, at the at the you know proceedings. Yep. And he right away, or at the end, right before she's going to give her closing statements. Obviously, she's been an impressive candidate. Yep. Right before she's going to give her closing statements, he kind of cripples her fucking chances. He's like, "Do you believe in God?" Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I have no idea what that has to do with anything. And then somebody's just like, well, I mean, 98% of the people on the planet believe in God. So I feel like that's like. Real. Yeah, I know. And I fucking like that scene frustrated me so much. And it's so re- because this is like we deal with this in like presidential candidates yeah. all the time. Yeah, like, sure. do you believe like, are you a Christian? And yeah. then, like literally this country was set up so that you could do whatever the fuck yeah. you wanted to with your religion. The whole fucking point was. Right. It shouldn't matter. Whatever Why, your person believes are, who the matter. fuck cares if Joe Biden is the second Catholic president? Like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, JFK and him. Because, oh, really? dude, it was a controversy. 
um, I'm surprised you didn't know this because you're so into like history and a all very that big stuff. History but, like, guy, yeah. yeah, JFK. It was a controversy that he was a Catholic because the and he and like um, the Republicans. One of the running things that they 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 ran against him was that he would not be holding to the American people, but he would be an extension of the Pope, and he would do the Pope's will. And then like because you know all of us Catholics are fucking sure. only listen to what the Pope says. Do you even know the Pope's name? This one? Yeah. Like his Pope name. Like, obviously, you don't know his real name, but like, right, you, right. Know, you don't um, know his Pope name? Fuck, I, no, I don't remember. Is, I, it, is it Benedict? No, that was the last one. That was the German one that stepped down. That um, was Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> um, I forgot this one's name, man. No, I don't even remember his name. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're a great Catholic, clearly. It's true. So then uh, Drumlin goes next, and then he, like, obviously grandstands the fuck out of his interview, and he's just like, I'm going to make you know, good by our people and by God, you know, like he like gives that. Yeah. Yeah. That like, fucking bullshit. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to make God proud. <laughs> um, and then, uh, obviously they pick him and, uh, and Palmer goes and visits Ellie to kind of like apologize. And Ellie's just like, listen, I was up there and I told the fucking truth yeah. and you knew I was going to tell the truth. And yeah. then Drumlin went up there and he fucking fed you exactly the fucking slop that you guys wanted. Yep. And you're choosing him. Why? You know, because of the slop, because of the slop, you know, the slop was bullshit. Yeah. But he's just kind of like, you know, a little apologetic and she gives him back the compass. Yeah. She's just like, I don't need this shit. You know, I'm going to. You've lost it. your way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I'm, like a newer movie would have been like that. Like, like, I know you had me hold this to yeah. show the way yeah. you've lost your way. And then they would have both turned to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years go by. Yep. They construct. The most enormous machine that humans have ever constructed. It's beautiful. Right off of Cape Canaveral. Mm-hmm. This thing does look pretty cool. Have you ever cool, been though. to Cape Canaveral? No. Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place, man. Like, okay. I was there uh, in the 90s or so. And Did like, you see like, no, the space shuttle? 80s? Like, it was when I was a kid, like a little kid, like I was like eight years old or something sure. like that. But did you see the, the yeah, shuttle? Yeah, yeah, everything, man. And That's you just get to see the fucking, like, the thing that rolls off the I've space shuttle. shuttle it's gigantic and shit. They, I think they have either the shuttle or they had the shuttle mm-hmm. at the um, the Chicago Institute yeah. of Science, Science. and Science. Industry. Yep, yep. And so I've seen it there. Uh, but that thing is fucking yeah, impressive, man. you know? Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've always been super in awe. It is disappointing that. Um, that stuff has just been like thrown to the wayside. Like just yeah. like I think you know, kind of. It's sad that like Nazis didn't win World War Two because like if they would have won World War Two, yeah. dude, we'd be on Mars and then plus. I'll tell you, like I think that obviously that's that's a joke. It's but. kind of like okay, well, it's kind of like okay. So I right don't now, really, like, I don't really wish the Nazis won World War Two. Yeah. Okay. No, I I, I definitely. I wish the Soviet it. Union would have taken over the world because Yikes. I'm a communist. Okay, we're gonna stop that right there. Well, nope, I'm a centrist. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the thing that I kind of equated to is like, yeah, when I'm learning a new video game, yes, right. I, I first start the video game. I like the video game. I try to go as hard as fucking possible at the video game. Okay. But if I want to get really good at the video game, I stop going as hard as possible. Okay. And then I start working on fundamentals. You know, like I start like grinding frame rates and really trying to understand like yeah. strings and combos and mechanics and stuff. And so that's kind of how I feel like we are doing it with the space race. I feel like we went hard as fuck. And then when we really kind of started succeeding, we were just like, okay, well, if we're going to do it like for real, yeah. let's dial it back and then really work on the fundamentals. So what you're saying is basically like 
we we went win at all costs yes. at one time. For a bit, we were just like, and let's now just it's like, see how far. But now we're just like, yo, let's do it right. Let's figure out all of the things because it was we'll a need. race at a time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now we're you. like really working on infrastructure. How yeah. like these things could. It's like, cool that we landed on Mars, but, or we landed on the moon. Yeah. But now let's see how we can land a fleet on the moon. Yeah. And like, let's you know, see how we can regular travel to the moon. Yeah. Much, yeah, you know? I can, like, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Okay, uh, it, so so it just like, takes a lot more time to do that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, now now it looks like the entire economy is shifting to a space bearing economy. Yeah, there's a lot of the beginnings right now that we're uh, that we're seeing of real space faring like civilization in its prime in in its uh, primacy in its um, infancy. I mean, yeah. Uh, so uh, we see Ellie. She shows up at uh, Cape Canaveral. Um, they're doing a test now that the machine is built. Yep. You see the machine in the background. Yep. And uh, and Drumlin's doing a little uh, interview. Yeah. Finishes the interview. I, this is kind of cool, too, because, like, she's going to this place, and it's, like, party central. Like, dude, like, oh, people yeah. are, like, partying everywhere dude, and shit yeah. like that. And, like, that is so, like... That's like America, man. Like we yeah. are, like I think that's human. Although the general. world, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if you were about to see some shit turn on that was supposed to like launch a thing to aliens, I'd be there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'd want yeah, to see this shit like, first. Like we've always been like the you know end of World War Two or like for any sure. of these other things. Like it's been like a Part celebration, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like the landing on the moon, all that stuff. It's been a celebration, yeah. you know. So yeah, and even this one more so because it's mankind rather than just the yeah. United States, yeah. right? Like we didn't celebrate Russia landing on the moon, just like I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> Celebrate us yeah. landing in the movie. Although, because- if it's just like humans are about to communicate with aliens, yeah. I'd be celebrating the shit yeah. out of that. Yeah, of yeah. course, man. I think, but I would be that way. We're a little different, right? We're not these brainwashed fools. So, like, if Russia today was to do something crazy like that, dude, we'd celebrate it. Like, we'd be like, that's fucking amazing. Like, now, like, these other, like, Trumpophile type people would be like, not happy, right? Like, and I think that's like how, like, the landing of the moon would have been like, cause we landed on the moon first. I'm sure like the average Russian was like, Oh fuck them. Whereas like the scientists were like, that's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Or like the science minded people. Yeah. Like, that's I fucking mean, amazing. even like look and at all the, versa. look at all the German scientists that worked on the American Manhattan project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah like, yeah. cause they were like in pursuit of science, yeah. you know, like, they, you mean, uh, oh, you're talking about the atomic bomb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Like there was a lot of moments in history yeah. where you're just like, I don't give a fuck about my nationality is I'm trying to figure yeah, out some science yeah, shit. You yeah. know, like I feel like there were probably scientists in Russia that were just like, Holy fuck. These dudes made it to the fucking moon. Like that's yeah, wild. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, there's yeah, the, uh, the mutual respect is there, but I really like this, this conversation because Drumlin is like, listen, Ellie, like scientist to scientist, professional, to professional, like, I really dig your ideals or whatever. Yeah. It just sucks that that's not the world that we live in, you know? Yeah. Like, you've always been a very pine this kind of, kind of human being and, like, you know, more power to you or whatever. But I'm, like, living in the real world, baby. And in the real world, the fucking strong get ahead. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, no hard I, feelings. I kind of, I dug that little, like, inter- exchange with them. Because, like, sure. she's like, I was, you know, I went with what was the right thing to do. And... Kind of like yeah, and you lost. Like yeah. that's that's how I like looked at that. Reminded me a lot of like that bronze scene in yeah, like Game of sure. Thrones. Like, yeah, I fought, I fought shitty, I won. He, I won. You did it. He's right. dead. Exactly, yeah, that sure. person's dead. And same thing Although, here. Like, in this, you get a little reversal because of what happens next. Of course, yeah. of course, you get a little because it's karma. a movie. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So she goes up into the um, into the control center. They start this thing. It's at like twenty, thirty percent. He's grandstanding a little bit. It's a very televised performance. And um, she notices on the cameras 
the that Joseph guy, that terrorist Jake guy. Busey's Jake in the Busey. house. Jake Busey, yeah, for sure. And like, did you see that coming? This, um, okay. So I want to say this. I didn't see this coming, but it it was it made so much sense. Yeah, like this is. Probably the most realistic part of this film. <laughs> Some Shit. idiotic religious nutbag yeah. like Loses. you can't you are tra- trending on God or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. oh, fuck yourself, dude. They try to they try to get him down. Ellie catches him on the on the security cameras. They try to get him down. They don't do it in time. He's got bombs strapped to him. Blows him the entire fucking. Thing he blows explodes. up. Well, most importantly, he blows up like the yeah. hallway, which breaks off the main part, which crashes into yeah. the machine. The spinning that, fucking yes. machine. Yeah. And here's the thing that like was so ridiculous though. Like, yeah. she sees him on camera, and like he looks like he just like took like a rage pill or something like that. He's like, his reasons up in his eyes, and I'm like, dude. How did nobody <laughs> in that place be like, yeah. who's this fucking crazy roid freak yeah. next to us and shit? How is he security? Sure, yeah. So uh, so it, ex- it explodes. Uh, the whole thing is crumbled. They have a funeral for Drumlin, obviously. And that's it. You know, like she's resigned. It's, she's just like, I, you know. It's over the, with. The but as usual, over. the fucking religious freaks have to fuck up everything. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so she goes home, demoralized, defeated. She walks in and there's like a computer set up in her room. Yeah, it's got like a satellite on the bed. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, what the hell? Yeah, Man, the thing, dude. How another like like I was just thinking to myself like these old 1990s computers. Yeah, man. for sure. And like they were trying to communicate through a fucking storm, bro. Come yeah, on, man. Like, it was so. They were crazy. no, they were communicating to space. Yes, because the uh, she turns the thing on. Uh, the screen turns on, a webcam turns on, and it's astronauts on the mirror space Speaking station. Speaking Russian. Speaking Russian. And they're just like, oh, give me one second. And then they transfer over, and it's Haddon in space. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm in space now. I've got really aggressive cancer. I'm dying really aggressively. And so the like the low atmosphere. Yep. Low, Zero low gravity. gravity yep. Yeah. Stops really kinda, it. It's, it's, not, it's, it's at the very least helping to not accelerate it. Yeah. And, uh, and anyway... Wanted to let you know that when the government was building this fucking machine, yeah. we actually the government actually built two machines. Yeah, and one of them was just kind of kept out of the private or the public eye. Um, but I own the company, the Japanese company that was uh, that was used to manufacture this this thing, and I want you to be in the second yeah. launch of this. Yeah. Thing. Well. And she's like. Fuck yeah. yeah! So why can't why make one when you can't when you could just make two for twice the price? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is uh, just like the religious bombing. One of the most true statements ever, as well. <laughs> like the government's yeah. just like I mean, there were two atomic bombs, or sure, you know, like yeah. that's what they do. They're just like we're going to build more than yeah. we're not going to build a single one of anything. <laughs> sure, like yeah. new a new trial tank that might not work. Let's build ten of them, and if they don't work, well, you know. Yeah. It's not our and money. And if they do, yeah. there's fucking 10 of them. we got fucking 10 of these super tanks. <laughs> yeah, but if not, it's the taxpayer money. Dude, and like obviously any, like of course it makes sense that if you're going to build a fucking portal to another yeah. dimension, what if it explodes? Right, right, right. right <laughs> build right. a fucking second one. Yeah. So uh, so they build a second one. They pick Ellie. Obviously, she's the front runner. They fly her out to Japan and they're just like, all right, we're ready to go. We get a little scene where the, she's uh, she's getting prepped. Uh, there's a like, scene here. What? There's a scene here, yeah, where Matthew McConaughey. Hold on, hold on. First, they prep her. They give her a camera. They give her a cyanide pill. They're just like, you know, 
Just in case you get marooned. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to go to a place just to kill myself. It's like... You're like, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Maybe you're getting fucking eaten by an animal. No, yes. there, there's like there's a million reasons why you might want to have something like this. Yes. But mostly we're giving it to you for the reasons we can't think yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. if you go out into space and some fucking thing is eating you slowly like a fucking Sarlacc pig, yeah. you're going to want to kill yourself. Yeah. You know? So she's just like, fine, okay, whatever. Uh, she gets, it makes sense. Yeah, and she's also... This is where she also says, hey, you put a fucking chair in this thing and the schematics don't say anything about a chair or chair a and a harness yeah. yeah yeah she's like there's nothing about a chair or a harness here and uh they're just like listen we're not sending you off into whatever fucking thing without yeah. at least the base the, the fucking most basic right. of like security things right. and or safety precautions and she's like okay whatever fine she goes back to her room and then Matthew McConaughey is here. Yeah. So tell me what you thought about that. And Matthew then he explains why he... Yeah. He's just like, I just loved you. I loved you so and much. And he's like, I don't want to lose you. Yeah. This this is... This was... To me, was really bad. Like, this was uncalled for. Sure, yeah. There was not enough There was no reason for him to be there, for sure. There was no reason for him to have this love for her that was, like, over the top, in my opinion, as well. To be honest, I I bought the the love. I bought the love. Oh, because, like, you know, they had known each other now for, what, like, ten years? Off and on. Yeah, but, like, that's probably the most impressive other human being you've ever met, you know? Like, you you really clicked with her when you you guys were younger. You've seen her be this, like, insanely tenacious insanely like sure he's like a i don't find it regular i find it very rare for somebody who is a clearly a religious person sure to hook up with clearly yeah agnostic slash sure but you you gotta you gotta look at his brand of religiousness sure he's not like he like he even said you know like i'm a man of the cloth without the cloth you know like like i have spirituality uh but because i've experienced something that i can't explain and to me the best explanation is spirituality i'm exploring that but it's not like he's like some dogmatic fucking he's not jake Busey or rob Lowe. exactly yeah he's he's just more like I think there's something there, and I'm and I'm happy to explore it. Yeah, uh, I just didn't. I I didn't care for the. whole... I thought this was. Yeah, I was just like, what are you doing here? This yeah. was this was in service yeah. of the plot yeah. entirely. Yeah. yeah. So um, so she's like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna go. She gets in the thing. They start to light this thing up. Interference kind of blocks off the the communications almost immediately. Uh, as they're ramping it up, and as really weird too because I thought they were doing a test run first. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't in there. Who? Um, Drumlin wasn't in there when they were doing the test run. They were all outside that's, of the thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And so when she was inside of it and it's sealed, and you even saw when it's sealed, like the yeah, door right. kind of disappeared. It's weird to me that they didn't do the test run for sure. Yeah. But yeah. And then uh, so like the the bottom starts to get all holographic. She's able to kind of see through it. Uh, and then they really pump this thing through. Uh, they lose all communication and like. The sequence starts. This thing drops, and she goes into a fucking wormhole. Yeah, and she's just traveling through fucking space. For wormhole a while. after wormhole after yeah. wormhole, too. Like huge kind of like highway system of wormhole, yeah. wormhole, wormhole, wormhole. A modern day version, and by modern I mean yeah. 1997 yeah, sure, version yeah. of 2001 Space yeah. Odyssey. Yeah, and we'll get to that. But like the, um, the, I love how there's a point where it stops, mm. and she sees like this, like. Uh, four star system and then it pans to the planet and the planet has a city on it mm-hmm. and she's like it's alive they're they're alive or whatever and then it just zooms out again that scene where she looks at the city and she sees like an alien city 
was the was the most like take my breath away moments of this movie Mm -hmm. because i felt like they did a good job and she did a good job of portraying what it would be like to be in that situation Mm -hmm. and it let me put myself there and i lost my breath yeah if i were to ever ever see that's why i so uh confidently say oh yeah i'd get on that fucking ship because if I saw some shit like that, I'd probably cry. I mean, know? not only that, too, it'd be like... I guess, like, the only worry I would have is if I saw some shit like that and I saw it one time and that was it, like, I'd be like, oh, my life's gypped. Yeah. Like, like, I, like I need to get there. Yeah, again. I need Otherwise, to get there. Right, the exactly. Like, that doing? is yeah. fucking... Like, I don't want to live here anymore. I yeah. want to go fucking explore that alien I want to see space, that right? alien shit. I want to yeah, walk those man, streets, like, you know? That's probably more... Yeah, man, that's weird. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm, I was like... This is a great scene in general. Like, all of this I thought was a pretty well done scene. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, she kind of reaches the end of the wormhole, uh, and all of a sudden she's, like, lowered. Oh, the compass falls out of her pocket or whatever. She unharnesses herself, gets out. The whole time there's, like, a shakiness to yeah. it. Yeah. As soon as she gets out of the chair, she's kind of in zero grab. She grabs the compass. The, the chair rips out of the top, and all of a sudden there's no more shakiness. It gives, like, obviously the impression was, if you wouldn't have done that, this would have been a smooth fucking ride. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we gave you the instructions. Yeah, we literally built this thing perfectly. Um, so she gets out of the chair, uh, grabs a compass. She sees, like, this beautiful, like, interstellar kind of uh, event. And then she kind of, like, disappe- like faints maybe, becomes unconscious or whatever it is, and is slowly lowered onto, like, a sand duny beach. She kind of explores it a little bit. Reaching out, realizes that there's, like, a mesh around her, mm-hmm. you know? She's touching kind of, like, the walls of whatever it is that's kind of keeping her there. Obviously, now, like, to us, especially in retrospect, it's kind of like a holographic room. Yeah. And uh, an entity starts walking towards her. She starts to freak out. Like, what kind of alien? Very Odo-like. What's Odo? Um, that show you watch, uh, you used to watch, the Star Trek show? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, remember yeah, the, the, sure. oh, the character from New Six Nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the founders. That. Yeah, the founders. So they walk, uh, this, this, uh, entity walks over to her, crosses whatever threshold is, you know, creating this holographic, uh, situation, and it's her dad. Uh, yeah. And so she, at first she reacts like it's her dad, you know, yeah. like, like she's seeing her dad for the first time. She thinks maybe, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're not even making sense of it at this point. You're just seeing your dad for the first time. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. And then he kind of plays around along with it for a little bit. And then she's just like, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. This is not fucking real. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you're right. This is not fucking real. Yeah. And she's like, so what is, what you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, you know, you reached out, you know, you, you started sending messages. So we, we reached out back and, uh, we, Kind of like what we saw, you know, you're an intelligent species, you know, you're you're looking for your place, you're looking for that feeling of like kind of loneliness to go away, you know, like you're an early species, just like most of the early species that we find. Uh, and she's just like, you know, are you guys the ones that built all this fucking network and shit? And he's like, no, this was here. Somebody before us. Yeah, this was here. We found it. Uh, maybe they come back, maybe they don't, you know, but this is ancient. And um, anyway, we've been helping civilizations kind of get to this point. For billions Completely of years. Completely side note. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of ancient. I'm sorry. You just made me think of something. because Yeah. Like, Did you see the news this last week? What? That weapon that was found in uh, Europe? No. There was a lady who had a uh, metal detector. Okay. She found a bronze weapon. Yeah. 3,000 plus years old. Oh. In Europe. Yeah. Like that is. Yeah. Mind blowing. Like. 
So you're looking at at least 1000 uh, BC yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Bronze weapons. Oof. Yeah. Fuck, man. I love. I, I, That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, sh- I'll share with you some stuff, but there's some like really crazy shit that they found. Like there's like um, there's like a screw. Almost yeah. looks like a spark plug or okay. something like that. That they found in limestone that was like 10 million years old. And they're just like, this does not like, I don't know what the explanation is, but yeah. it does not make sense. <laughs> Wouldn't because it it's be like so literally awesome? like a like it's like a screw with like different parts. It looks mechanical in li- in ten million year old limestone. Wouldn't it be great if like our society was controlled by science rather than like religion and money? Like that's just the leftist in you talking. That's true. Very idealistic of you. <laughs> Listen, we live in the real world. This is true. This is Biden's true. our president. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, long I mean, not my president. <laughs> I voted for Che Guerrero. Um. So uh, they're just like this. This is the way we've done it, and she's like, okay. And he, she's what's like, okay, well, what's yeah. next? And she's like, well, now you go back home. Yep. And she's like, what the fuck you mean now we go back? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how do we get here? You yeah, know, I want to yeah. come back. And he's just like, listen, this was your first step in time. You'll take another step, you know. And 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 it makes sense, you know. Like now they have interstellar yeah. fucking technology, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like so, you know. You're not far off the next step, but the next step will be gradual, yeah. and it's like, the way that we've done it. You know what? It, I loved this scene mm-hmm. because it reminds me of, like, anything. Like, uh, the car, you know, the wheel, yeah. the car, computers, anything. Like, it's like, to get to that first step is a giant yeah. thing, but then everything's faster sure. the next thing yeah. you're doing and whatnot. So. And uh, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I guess uh, I gotta go home. And he's just like, yeah, don't worry. It's small steps, which yeah. is what her dad used to say. Right. You know? like, they were really in her consciousness or whatever. And then yeah, she uh, she gets back in the ship, and all of a sudden she uh, wakes up. the The ship crashes into the water. Um, she wakes up. She's like, "What day is it?" You yeah, know? And she's like, "What do you mean? What day is it? You fell right through." Yeah, and you she's were just like, "What the fuck?" You were gone for like four minutes or something. No, like not that. even, not even. It, she just she just dropped. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah. just like was a clean drop. There was no like flash or anything. Yeah. It was just. A clean drop. Because she gets out of the ship, and they're just like, dude, I was gone for 18 hours. Yeah. And they're like, you were not gone for 18 hours. Look at what we saw. And yeah. it was just the ship, without stopping, falling right through the machine yep. and hitting the water. And she's like, that's fucking impossible. And so um, there's a lot of scrutiny. And there's no, like, no recorded, like, no. video. There's no, no nothing the, like that. The yeah. 18 hours of recording is just static. Yes. Well, there's, like, the, her, her thing just recorded static yep. is what they kind of reveal. And so... Some time passes. The security advisor, James Wood's character, uh, resigns from security advisor. He's he's taking up the uh, position of uh, inquiry yeah, for, the, yeah. for the inquiry. And they, you know, they scrutinize the shit out of her. And Very government. I mean, yeah. this is what the government does. Of course. Benghazi. Yeah. And then she's just like, listen, like, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I saw what I fucking saw. Yeah. And and like. You got to take it on faith. You know, and like that's kind of more like importantly. She's like, not only that, she's also like, look. I wouldn't if I were you. I wouldn't believe me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a reason you should believe me. But it happened, and I can't, yeah. you know, unfeel and, what and, I felt. And this is like this is a parallel to the conversation that she had with um, Matthew McConaughey yeah. in bed, 
yeah. where he, where he was kind of like the being, faith. Yeah, because he was being very vulnerable about why he was a, faith, a a person of the faith. Yep. Like he's like when I was younger, I had a very like very visceral experience that literally has no logical explanation to me. And she's just like, you don't think maybe it was a delusion? And he goes, listen, man, I'm an intelligent person. I'm not like yeah. irrational, but this was beyond my capability for logic to kind of make sense for it. And so this is what she's saying now in this yeah. in this proceeding. She's just like, I get it. Like I'm a scientist. You guys have every reason not to believe me. I yep. wouldn't believe me. Yep. But I know what I saw, and I have to take it on faith that it was real because that shit happened to me for real. Yeah. Like, I was not making that up. And she's like, all right, whatever. And then for a bit, it's left pretty ambiguous. Yeah. They're just like, okay, whatever, you know. We'll like, see what we're going to yeah, do yeah. and shit like that. And then we get the scene at the end where James Wood's talking to Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. And uh, she wants to go forward with things. Yeah. She's just like, hey. Get her her funding. Yeah, give her a funding. Give her a grant or whatever. But also, I want to bring something up to you. And he's like, uh-huh. And she's like, you know, I was curious when I was going through the records. And he's like, yeah, go on. He's like, you know, there was 18 hours of static recorded on that Right. Thing? Well, he's like, all we have is static. And yeah. she's like, yeah, 18 yeah. hours of static. Yeah. So she's like, you don't think it was a little bit interesting? Coincidence, yeah. right? Yeah, she was and gone he goes, for eight. He goes, yeah, I guess that is... A little interesting, <laughs> and like the uh, and I and I dug that that mentality, which is like, um, we don't need to disclose to anyone mm-hmm. that this is probably a thing. Let's just keep it not a thing, yeah, and we'll keep the reality of it within the government, yeah, you know. And so, yeah, that was that contact nineteen ninety seven. What do you think? And uh, yeah, um, so this movie. Yeah, actually, let's get to. Uh, let me do some behind the scenes. First. You want, hit me with some yeah, behind yeah. the scenes before we give our recommendations. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a couple of behind the scenes here. Um, you always blow my mind with these things. These so. behind, yeah, I do a lot of due diligence for these. I like it. So um, the machine, yeah, it was designed by a guy named Steven Berg. Okay, you know Steven Berg? I have never heard of this person. He was one of the lead designers, the uh, art designers for uh, Terminator, Terminator Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The device was actually... I actually haven't seen Terminator 2 yet. Oh, I got so. you. It's a really good movie. Okay. So the device, uh, he designed the time displacement device that they were going to use in Terminator 2. Okay. And they ended up scrapping that entire scene. Sure. So they didn't use the, sure. that, the concept that they did. This is that machine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that, like, yeah. he just reused that. Right. One, so. Like the government. Why waste? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He's just like, wait, actually, I already have something built. That's, yeah, that's cool. Kind of fit this niche. Um. Another thing, so both the White House and CNN had huge issues with their portrayal in this movie for very for different reasons. Sure, the White House because they weren't asked if they could use uh, Bill Clinton's likeness yeah. in this movie. The original part for Bill Clinton. Funny that you mentioned this was supposed to be a female president. That was a <laughs> that it was like a fictional president. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so something I praised was supposed to be different. Yeah, and, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and then they changed it last minute. Um, I forgot why, but they changed it last minute, and they used Bill Clinton's uh, reaction speech from uh, when. So there was a Mars rock found in 1980 something. Yeah, and then in the 90s, uh, some of the scientists that were like excav- or working on this rock, it was like an, a Mars a Martian meteorite or yep, something. Yep. Uh, they were working on this, said that there might be evidence of life on this rock, on this, um, yeah. on this meteor. 
And then Bill Clinton gave a public thing about like, oh, you know, like this is a very interesting. Well, this is a yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah. And so that's what they in took this his from. Blowjobs. Yeah, in between his blowjobs, and so that's what they they uh, they took this from. And uh, his reaction to uh, something with Saddam Hussein, where he was just like, well, we don't know what he did, so let's not, you know, like let's not run it, rush to conclusions or whatever. They just took those snippets. Um, they sent the White House a, a screener copy of this months before it was released. Sure. And the White House said nothing. Like, they, they didn't say yes, they didn't say no, they just stayed silent about it. And then three days after it came out, they were just like, we think this was inappropriate. So the, the White House chief counsel is the one that reached out. He didn't threaten them. He didn't tell them not to use it. He was just like, this was inappropriate. And that's it. That's yeah. all he said. CNN... Uh, which is owned by Time Warner, yep. who also owns um, uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, was or at the time, I don't know how it works now. Probably Viacom owns everything, or Viacom doesn't even exist anymore. Who knows what the fuck is actually happening anymore? But back then, um, CNN used thirteen of their correspondents in this movie, and then after it came out, the CEO was just like. Actually, I think that was a misstep <laughs> because it kind of makes it seem like uh, Time Warner. Like, can make us do whatever they want and mm-hmm. make us put on a show if they want. And I think it kind of blurs the line of journalism. How fucking hysterical is that now in 2021? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> when the fucking news has become such a goddamn show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another funny thing. Francis Ford Coppola had written... I like that guy. He did uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Godfather, Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah, I watch sure. that pretty much yearly. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's that's when, whenever we talk Marvel and people yeah. are like, oh, you just like Marvel. I'm always like, I like some good high, high-end <laughs> movies, too. I love the Godfather films, the first two. Um, so Francis Ford Coppola in 1975 wrote a, um, a, a screenplay with Carl Sagan called First Contact. Got it. They wrote it together. They were under contract with that one that if the movie ever got made uh, or if uh, a novelization of the movie or of that screenplay ever got made, he would own half the rights for it. Sure. And then, whatever, nothing ever happened of it. Eventually, uh, Carl Sagan wrote Contact. Um, It didn't get made immediately. It was kind of in limbo. While it was in limbo, he wrote a book. That book came out in 1986. The book Contact came out in 1986. Um, then eventually it got picked up uh, proper, got made into a movie. And during the production of the movie, while it was being filmed, Francis Ford, this is in 96 now, Francis Ford Coppola sued the studio and sued an already deceased Carl Sagan uh, for $250,000. That he felt like he was owed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that he that he felt like he was owed for this for this uh, because he owned half the rights to the story. What story. a fucking piece of shit! And all every in the court that he sued or that that initially took the case uh, threw it out, and then the appeals court threw it out because he waited too long. They're just like, dude, he released this novel in nineteen eighty six. You never did in nineteen eighty five. In nineteen eighty five, and you're suing in nineteen eighty six. That's a full eleven years after this yeah, happened. Get fucked. You had enough time. Yeah. Clearly, didn't matter. Now you're trying to capitalize. Get fucked. Yeah. Um, and then my last piece of uh, of behind the scenes is um, NASA was actually pretty angry about the fact that they were that they uh, suggested that they were giving astronauts cyanide pills, suicide pills. They're just like that never happened. That's not a real thing. And Carl Sagan. While he was still alive, was just like, oh no, that's a real thing. I know, right? That's like, 
Dude, that like that's crazy to me that they would even suggest they haven't done that. No, they like, were like adamant, and even a lot of astronauts were just like, "That's never happened." I don't know. Really? I've never. I've never heard of that happening. That never happened with me. But Carl Sagan, to his death, was just like, "That's a real thing. Trust me, that's a real thing." So like, like a lot of people are just like, "It's probably a real thing." Yeah, that's weird. Like I feel like. I feel like you would, as an astronaut, want an out like that, just in case, like, something... Well, the astronaut, NASA's official stance was, if the astronauts wanted to kill themselves, they could just, like, suffocate themselves. They could literally just unplug the oxygen from their... Dude, that... Have you ever, like, even started to drone before? <laughs> like, that's terrible! Sure. Instead, instead of going, I'm dead. Yeah, and like, then just asleep. Yeah, for sure. That's fucking so, clownish. So, yeah, man. That's uh, Contact. What you think? Give me uh Would you... uh Would you suggest this movie? Would you... So... I, you know, it's weird. I have I didn't see this movie, but I haven't seen a lot of movies, so it makes sense that like this is not this is one of those that I missed from the '90s. You know, it um it was interesting. It was a very '90s movie. I want to point that out right off the bat. Like I felt like the stuff with like her landing on that desert island and all the CGI and like her even her dad like the feel of it was very '90s to me. Okay, um I want to say that. Okay, there are things I really enjoyed about this movie, like all the science stuff, all the, like the building of the of the transport, all the figuring things out, all of that stuff. Jodie Foster, I thought all that stuff was really pretty good, pretty fun, pretty good. Um, it feels dated. That's the one thing I will say about it. Like it does definitely feels like an old movie. Would I recommend this to somebody? I would say if you are in the mood for a more how we do this NASA sort of film, sure. why we do this NASA sort of film, this movie is a perfectly fine movie for yeah. this. It's funny to that. They actually consulted with, um, a, a female astronomer sure. that worked on a SETI program. Sure, that that her character was loosely based off. Sure, of. sure. Um, and she was there, like on set, and kind of consulted. And she said, "This is apart from like very very minor discrepancies, almost exactly like oh. uh, what what this so, is with this job. This is would like. be a soft recommend for me. Sure. And uh, the thing is, like, I think though, like." <sighs> This is like if you wanted to go watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's more than just a space film because it's saying a lot about it, it's kind of like explaining how science is almost its own faith and how it's, you know, like believing in like things that c- can be and stuff like that is so much deeper than and it's not that far off from having a religion, you know. And it's funny that that it was presented that way because a lot of times religious people the criticism they give to science is it's that's your faith or whatever, right? You know, you believe in that, like I believe in this or whatever. Which fine whatever, and it makes me like feel like this movie was kind of made by a person who believes in both, who believes in God and believes in faith and also believes in science. And that's fine. You can have that type of person. I feel like I myself am somewhat of that person. I do believe in a higher power and I do believe in the science that we have here. So this is a soft recommend. If you're looking for something in this vein, that's a little bit more sci-fi or something, I would go with like a, uh, interstellar or, you know, there's other, you know, more modern movies that would give you better. Interstellar you know, is a very new version of this. Movie. Yeah. That's what I would say. Uh, more CGI filled things like that. But I like this movie as a piece from its time period um, where we didn't have supercomputers and all this, stuff, and you had smart people doing smart things, it's an enjoyable film overall. So for me, I mean, this is uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Awesome! I, I I love this movie. I love what it's talking about. 
I love the um, the what you were saying. How it's presenting the the faith based parts of science. Obviously, science is not faith based. Uh, science is very empirical. There's a scientific method. There's an idea for how we derive truth out of experimentation, and that is what makes it different than than purely faith based things like right. like religion. But there is fundamentally a faith aspect to science. There is a thing that you believe and that in that you're trying to prove and there are some faith-based leaps that you need to that you need to get there Th- those are the things that drive you the things that are like personally motivating and so i i like i dig that kind of mentality i like that it makes a differentiation but i also like how um Matthew McConaughey at the end when they're getting into the car says I think that um, even though I'm a, a you know a spiritual person and, and Ellie is a scientist, we are both in service of trying to find the truth. Yeah, and like and we may be trying to get at that from different points, but that's that's the goal for both of us. Right. Um, and obviously, one is much more metaphysical, but I love that dichotomy. That subtext is my jam. I fucking like totally like. The, the the very spiritual aspects of the human mind and and what kind of communal things there is. And then to add to that, fucking aliens is the coolest shit in the world to me. And the the scene where we where we get like the initial transmission, how frantic it is and how visceral it is to be getting a transmission from another planet, the construction of this fucking thing, and then the, the exploration of it. I and then the crazy ancient sage aliens that are just like we're getting there you're going at your own pace we're much more ancient yeah. this thing is much more ancient even than us i loved how it felt she says you've I, I, i've come back completely humbled knowing how insignificant a tiny bit we are and how much we absolutely need each other like that to me was like a real weight, you oh, know, yeah. that, that, that the uh, movie did a good job of presenting. So, yeah, man, if you want, like, a cool, sciencey, spacey, maybe not so much lasers, but more just, like, what's out there kind of movie, I, I 100% recommend it. I think it's good. There you go. There you go. Well, there you go, people. That was Contact, and I'm glad you joined us on the report given by Minorities. Um, so what's the next movie coming up that you got for us? So, uh, next week we're doing Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. I, yeah. this is one I have not seen before. Yeah, obviously. You, yeah. you never watch any of these movies. This is a little bit of an older one, sure, you know, sure. but it's a, it's a classic. Yeah. And so, uh, next week or two weeks from now, yeah. you guys can tune in, um, with your sandals on, uh, make sure that you, uh, have your toga on, uh, so that you can be in the Coliseum with us as we go live. Wow. Um, yeah, make sure you have your sunscreen on as well, because we're I guess we're broadcasting live. I'm just kidding. We're definitely not going live. 